podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trumpor right here on YouTube. Guys, if you haven't checked us out yet, make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, anything on social media. We post frequently, frequent polls on Twitter and Instagram. We have a ton of followers on both and it keeps you updated on sports. It also keeps you updated on when our posts come out and when our videos come out. Also, guys, if you are not, if you don't like seeing us on YouTube, which I don't know why you don't like seeing our beautiful faces, you can also subscribe to our Apple Podcast. link will be in the description. The link is also in all of our bios, our personal Instagram and Twitter, as well as our podcast Instagram and Twitter. If you guys want to also subscribe to Apple Podcasts, every single YouTube video is on Apple Podcasts as well. So if you just want to listen to your car ride, go check that out. So guys, make sure you follow social media down below. Jared. I know you got a special message for our viewers. Yes. Father's Day is coming around June 20th. And what better to get them than a lawnmower 4.0? Uh, me and Pete recently been using these. Really cool. Anything on Manscaped. Uh, it's a great Father's Day gift. Uh, you don't want your dad to be too hairy. Um, but, yeah, me and Pete have been using it. We love them. We highly recommend them. We each have the lawnmower 4.0. Pete's got some other gadgets uh, from Manscaped. Use our code TALKINGSPORTSPD and you get 20% off and free shipping. Uh, it's, it's a win-win. Um, something, a great gift idea for your father. Yeah, guys, you heard the man. This video is coming out June 9th, around noon 1. Father's Day is June 20th. So, yeah, make sure you get your father or any father-like figure you have in your life a Manscaped. 4.0. They have a ton of different stuff. It doesn't have to be a 4.0, but that's their new product. And you get 20% off everything like Jared said, plus free shipping. I have a couple other things. I have the exfoliator, which I love. I have the body wash, which smells amazing. I like that a lot. And I know we're really happy to continue our partnership for multiple months and just love the people at Manscaped. Great um, business. And we're going to keep doing that for years not years, to, uh, maybe hopefully years to come, but obviously we're going to keep our partnership, which helps you. Talking Sports PD, link is in the description, 20% off anything on manscaped.com plus free shipping. Jared, I know they love hearing about Manscaped and it's a great company, but we're here for one reason and we're here to talk some sports. This is why it's called Talking Sports Podcast, not the Talking Manscaped Podcast. Julio Jones has been traded. We knew this was coming for the next couple of weeks, fellas, and if you haven't already realized what this video is, um, going to be talking about because you clicked on this video and you saw the title. This is going to be about Julio Jones and the impact it has on the Falcons, the Titans, and the rest of the AFC. So before we start with Jarrah's thoughts, I'll just give you guys a quick breakdown of the trade. I'm assuming most of you know what happened, but maybe not all the details. So the quick trade details, not a ton of picks were moving, but the Titans received obviously the all-pro receiver in Julio Jones, which is the big moving piece in this trade. And they also received a 2023 sixth round pick, just a little Give me at the end. Falcons, on the other hand, they were trading Julio Jones, a longtime receiver, had a nice special message to them today. They received a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick. You can guys, we're not going to give you our winners on the trade, obviously, but you can give your thoughts on in the comment section what team kind of made up better. But this was going to be known for a while that Julio Jones was going to get traded and he wasn't going to be a first round pick. Starting with the Titans, JR, Julio Jones' impact on the Titans. What does he do for their offense? Well, I think you could agree, Pete. Instantly upgrades their offense significantly. They already have Derrick Henry, who's proven he's beast last two years. Possibly the best running back in the league. He's definitely made a case for that. 
And then you're pairing him up with A.J. Brown, uh, who just recently had a 1,000-yard season. He's a young, up-and-coming wide receiver. He's kind of got a big build to him, too, uh, like Julio, not as big. But pairing A.J. Brown up with Julio, who a young receiver with a proven veteran, possibly you could debate best receiver in the league, uh, given your perspective, it's just going to only, I think, improve him and help him grow. I also think it's going to take so much relief off Julio, but also in the other way around, I think Julio's used to getting like double teamed. Uh, but I don't, I think with AJ Brown on the other side of the field, you're going to, you got to have to pick and choose and you can't just send two people on Julio every play. So I think it's definitely a upgrade for Julio too. I know Calvin really is on the Falcons, but I don't know. I, I do like AJ Brown. I think him being more of a physical receiver definitely allows for less double teams against Julio. And then also for Ryan Tannehill, I think he's got the, he could have a really good season. Uh, he's, he's proven he could, he's not a top tier quarterback, but he's with these parts, he could definitely make a case for just a lot of improvement and he could show that he could run an offense uh, when he needs to. I do think that obviously it only impacts the offensive side, but I mean, offense, if you have a really good offense, it's going to take pressure off your defense. You know, they struggle with their defense, but obviously right off the bat, tight ends significantly improved off this trade. Yeah. And I think that any team that would have got Julio Jones, if unless they gave up like significant like impact players, oh, yeah. uh, there's no impact players involved from the Titans in this. We're going to immediately have an impact. Obviously, we can't you know what the Falcons depends who they take with that second round pick. Could be an all pro, could be a bust. That's obviously a future parade down the line. But the immediate impact is for the Titans is, like you said, the offense gets better. And I think time by time, Last year for the Titans, they lost in the wild card game to the Ravens. And you're like, that's good. Yeah. The problem is they were really one dimensional. Yes, AJ Brown had a great year. So did Corey Davis. But teams really didn't like feel like AJ Brown was a threat. Like, you know what? AJ Brown's going to get his yards, but he's not going to win them the game. And that's not saying AJ Brown wasn't impactful. That's not diminishing what AJ Brown did. For the Titans, but that's just saying that's not the Titans' offense. It was Derrick Henry, right? Obviously, Derrick Henry led the league in rushing, um, had one of the best years we've seen in a while for a running back, one of the best running backs in the league, obviously. But the Ravens stacked the box, and he did not have a good game, and they lost. It was pretty simple. They stacked the box, make Ryan Tannehill beat him. He did it. This hat, hat helps Ryan Tannehill beat you because of the fact he has Julio and A.J. Brown with him. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill is not Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. But Aaron Ryan Tannehill is a top 12 quarterback, top 15 quarterback. He's a better – he's a really good quarterback. Will he ever win you a Super Bowl? I don't really know. Not but, by himself. You know, yes. Like, yeah. But Julio Jones will help that. And I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is always going to make the best throws and the most, like, meaningful throws at the end of the game. I don't know if he has – that's not really who he is. Mm-hmm. But you add Julio Jones to your offense, which is already a good offense – you're going to be fine. Problem with the Titans, they can't guard you and me running down those field. They really can't guard people. They're lucky they're in a division that has two teams that are absolute dumpster fires and another team that's really good in the Colts. The Titans are going to go as far as their defense. They're going to be able to score points, but so can a lot of teams in the AFC and the Browns, Ravens, Bills, and Chiefs. But are they going to be able to stop those offenses? 
We don't know, but strictly offensive side of the ball, this propels them into a much better offense and gives them a huge threat. If, if, and this is a big if, Julio Jones can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy and play a full 17 to 16, 15 games, he'll be great. He misses tons of games, then it doesn't really help them enough. But Julio Jones stays healthy. He'll be the best receiver on their team. Huge impact, and teams have to worry about guarding Julio. Now, I'll talk about the Falcons. I'll start with the Falcons, and then we'll give Jared's thoughts on the Falcons. And, look, the Falcons, this is not going to be that long of an impact, right? How long of a take on the Falcons. They weren't going to be good this year. I really don't think they were going to be that good. And I like Matt Ryan, but he's aging. And I still think he's a top 12 quarterback. I think Matt Ryan does great. But their defense struggles, and they saw Julio Jones as expendable. They didn't want to pay his contract. It opened up money. They have Calvin Ridley, who they love, and who was starting to take over Julio Jones's number one role. Julio Jones' age and his injuries kind of propelled Calvin Ridley into the number one role. And Calvin, rightfully so. Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster year this year, like an absolute monster year. And they also added Kyle Pitts. That's why I really think Julio Jones became expendable. You don't add Kyle Pitts. Instead, you add a quarterback that they drafted or a defensive player or O-line, whatever, right? If they didn't add Kyle Pitts, then they wouldn't have traded Julio Jones. That's just my opinion. They had Kyle Pitts, who's a tight end. I'm putting it in quotes because he's not a tight end. He's another weapon. So now you have Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. I really don't think the offense takes a huge step back, but they're still not an overall great roster. Like, that's not going to change them. They get a second-round pick, and they get a fourth in 2022 and 2023. But the Falcons were going to trade Julio Jones. We knew it was going to happen. We just wanted to see their compensation. I think they could have got a little more. But I guess because of his age and his injury history and his contract, they walked away with a second and a fourth. But we got to see what they do with those picks. I still think the Falcons' offense is going to be fine. just don't think they're a great team overall. Jer, give me your thoughts on what um, how Atlanta made out in the trade and where we see them moving forward. No, I agree with you. And they were in a tough situation. Uh, they kind of put themselves in a hole. I'm pretty sure they couldn't even pay their draft picks because of the Julio Jones contract if that – I think I read up on that. Yeah, I, I, I read that too. Uh, just his contract was too much. They literally had no money to use on their draft picks. So they literally had no choice and they had the part ways with Julio. And honestly, Julio might be one of the best, if not the best player in Atlanta Falcons history, uh, um, Tony Gonzalez, but he was more on the chiefs. Um, but so it was sad to see him go, uh, but I think it's, they had to move on. Like you said, I feel like at this point, they've had like the same roster for the past five, six years. And they haven't, they went to the Super Bowl and then they blew that lead. But I mean, they never really capitalized on a roster like that. So I think it was time to start changing things up. Like you said, Kyle Pitts, obviously he might've been regarded as the best prospect in this draft. He's a tight end. That's literally a receiver. So I like what you said. Their offense might not take a huge dip. I do think it will take a dip, though. Um, obviously, you're losing Julio. But like you said, he was hurt a lot. So, I mean, the offense knows how to play without him. Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, they know how to play without Julio Jones on the field. You think how Calvin Ridley is going to have a huge year this year? I agree. I'm not huge on Calvin Ridley. I understand he's a great player. Um, but I, I do want to see how he performs without Julio. I know he's played without Julio, but I want to see a full season, no Julio, you're the number one guy and how he steps into that role. And also, like you said, their defense, honestly, it has never really been promising. Uh, they've struggled with that. So 
overall, I I do see them maybe 10 or below 10 uh, ranking in the AFC. Um, I don't think they're going to have a, anything uh, spectacular, like anything a year that you're going to really, you know, they're not going to be competing for anything, what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, it was just a move that they had to make as a cap. And I think they're going to have to start a rebuild soon. Um, like you said, Matt Ryan's aging. So it's pretty much my take on the Falcons. And I don't want to correct you, but NFC, not AFC. But you're all good. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I agree. They're going to rebuild. It's going to start soon, and that's going to start with the eventual push out of Matt Ryan. As we close this video, JR, impact on the AFC. Where do the Titans sit in the AFC in regards to the other teams, and what does this do for their division, and what does this do for them, obviously, in their playoff push? And I know they're trying to take the next step from being a playoff contender into a Super Bowl contender. So quickly, where do the Titans sit? I have them right now third in the AFC uh, behind the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, I think their offense, really good. I do think, honestly, I think their defense, they made some moves on their defense. They drafted five out of their seven picks on defense. They got Caleb Farley, who I know you're a big Virginia Tech guy. I really liked him. He's, I think he was a really good prospect. And then they drafted a couple other – one other corner, and they just kind of safety, a defensive end, a linebacker. So hopefully the, some of those guys pan out. I'm not saying all of them are going to be good. I don't, don't know who's going to impact it more, but I like what they're trying to do. They were focused on defense in this draft. Um, and they also got uh, Bud Dupree. Him, I'm not huge on him being a first option uh, as an edge rusher because he was with, paired up with TJ. I think that's part of why he was so good. Um, but he's definitely an addition to that team getting to the quarterback. So I think the defense did make steps. Uh, improvement and so that's why I have him at three plus the Julio uh, so yeah I have him third in the AFC uh, below Bills and Chiefs. Kara I guess you read my mind I have him behind the Chiefs and the Bills um, they're the third best team in the AFC and they were the fifth best team in the AFC last year they were the fifth they played the four actually am I wrong no they were the they were either the fifth or the sixth because I think maybe the sixth Either the fifth or the sixth, because the Ravens were the were the Ravens the three or the four. They uh three four. I have no clue. I have no. Okay, the Titans were in a wild. Oh, they Titans were the four or the five because they won their division. Why do I not know this? And I know we're in the middle of a podcast trying to figure out where the Titans were, but this is what happens when you record a. Podcast. They were the number four. Okay, and they played the five, the Ravens. Yeah. So they were the number four, winning the division before Julio. What doesn't make me feel like they're going to be third? They're going to be third, and I do think their division helps. They really don't have a challenger in the Texans because they're an absolute mess. The Jaguars are going to be better. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to help you, but they're not there yet. They're a year or two away. And the Colts are really good, but it depends what Carson Wentz we see. If we see MVP caliber Carson Wentz, then I think the, I think the Colts will be good. I think Colts have a great defense. They were a seven seed last year. Took the Bills to a very end of the game in the wild card game. Colts are a great team, and I had no firsthand playing them in that stressful game. But are they better than the Titans? I don't know. But, Jared, if we get a good Carson Wentz, then the Colts are – because the Colts have a better defense, and they have a good running game, not as better weapons. I like the Colts coach better. The Colts are really close to the Titans, so I could see either of them being – in the division mix, I think the Titans will win the division probably. I agree. The Titans are either going to be the three or the five. They're either going to win the division or be the third seed, if that makes 
right, either be the third seed or be a wild card seed. Obviously, yeah, I, I think for sure Titans making the playoffs. I think oh yeah, I think the Titans are a playoff Easy. lock, and I yeah. think they're going to be. I think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. If Julio Jones is healthy, they could be a legit Super Bowl contender. If they're and, def- if, and if Tannehill is playing like hot, you know? yes, they're going to have to deal with the Ravens and the Browns and the Steelers and the Dolphins, some really good teams. And I just think the Titans are going to have a good year. And I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you're looking up in the future for Tennessee. And I'm, I'm liking what you see if you're a Titans fan. So I think they sit a third right behind the Bills and the Chiefs. The one thing that separates kind of the Bills and the Chiefs is the quarterback play. And I think more of a dynamic quarterback play in the sense of Ryan Tannehill compared to Josh Allen or Mahomes. And we'll definitely yeah. see how the Browns and the Ravens fare. So the AFC is going to be fun. It's going to be a tight race, AFC, NFC. And I think the Titans made out really well in this trade, only if Julio Jones stays healthy. Yeah. If he gets injured, I think, yeah. I, think, I, I think he can. I'm not saying I want him to get injured or he's an injury-prone guy. But you know, no, he, he is injury-prone. Okay, well, good. You can say, you can say that. Agree. He's getting older, 31, yeah. and he's had injuries recently. Like It's not like we're being mean or bad or criticizing him. We're literally stating facts. There's nothing we can yeah. do about that. If he stays healthy, they're going to be great. But if he misses more than half the games – and you're kind of back where you were. Uh, playoff contender, not a Super Bowl contender. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Okay, Jared. This was a fun little quick 15 to 20-minute video. Guys, comment down below what your thoughts on the Julio Jones trade. Um, how did the Falcons do? How did the Titans do? And where do the Titans and the Falcons sit in regards to the AFC and the AFC? AFC and the NFC. Jared, one last message from Manski before we head out. Father's Day coming up. Talking Sports PD code, uh, 20% off, free shipping. Great gift. Uh, something your dad will very enjoy. All you got to say is that. Perfect. 20% off, manscaped.com, and free shipping. Link is in the description as well as your Instagram, Twitter, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on our personals and Instagram and Twitter on Talking Sports PD and our personals. Guys, we appreciate all your support. We're almost at 900 subscribers. We passed 850 a couple of days ago. Keep dropping the subscribe button. Drop a like. Drop a comment. Guys, we'll see you in the next video. Thank you.